Hi, everybody. Dean Crisp in the studio this week producing the podcast, one of my favorite things to do. Really excited about this week because we're going to be talking about what I believe is one of the biggest problems that leaders have is sometimes they get in their own way. Now, that doesn't mean that leaders are bad. It just means that we have a tendency sometimes to get in our own way when we lead others. So this podcast this week is going to be about how do you get out of your own way? We're going to give you some tips, and we're going to talk about why that's the case. And I really think it's going to help you. So as we always say, sit back, turn up the volume, be ready to change your life. Hi, I'm Dean Chris. Welcome to Straight Talk on Leadership. This is what we'd like to say is the no BS zone, where we give you leadership tips, ideas, and practical suggestions to help you become a top leadership performer. Our goal is simple, help you become the best version of yourself and reach your highest potential as a leader. So sit back, turn up the volume, be ready to change your life. Hi, everybody. Dean Chris back in the studio. Hello, hello, hello. You know what's funny is, man, we're fast progressing into 2021. My goodness, we're almost at the end of January. We're in the last week of January, and I'm going to be in Atlanta, Georgia this uh, next week. Starting Monday, I'm going to be teaching the master presenter course there at the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office. And for the for me, the master presenter is like one of the best uh, courses you can take because it's really a master presenter, master leader course. And in that course, we talk about, we go, well, we actually do a really deep dive into your leadership. We do a really deep dive in your ability to communicate better with people. We do a really, really, really deep dive into your presentation skill set to how do you present yourself and how do you do that? It's one of my favorite courses, and I'm really looking forward to this week to being in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, I'm joined this week by Kelly Corbin, the business director, business development director for LHLN, which is Leaders Helping Leaders Network, a network that I created about three years ago, because, you know, I just know there's more to leadership. And I think one of the greatest or the biggest untapped resources is other leaders. And I think that as leaders, we have a responsibility to help leaders grow every day. I know one thing that my life definitely changed when I decided that one of the number one goals that I was going to have as a leader was to grow future leaders. Totally changed me, totally gave me no, uh, new focus and gave me just uh, a renewed understanding and spirit for leadership. So I'm joined by Kelly today and she, she's in here. And, you know, the title this week is going to be, how do we get out? You know, one of the biggest problems is how do we get out of our own way as a leader? Because sometimes we are the problem. And we don't believe that, but we are the problem sometimes. So, Kelly, good to have you in the studio with us this week. Thanks, Dean. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I know, you know, we've had a busy, busy week. We always say that, but it's so true. We're, mm -hmm. we're really finally bringing ourselves together as a group and, our, and the folks that we have working at LHLN. We're, we're getting on a track and we've been doing this thing. We've been talking about this thing called plus one, you know, where Definitely. we have just been pushing plus one not only in conversations, but in emails and everything we do, do we make it a plus one? Because a lot of times as a leader, you know, before you know it, you're making, you're making minus ones and you've got about minus ones all day long and you're never going to make any, any inroads. I'm a firm believer as a leader that if you're going to be good, you got to keep score. 
And if you don't ever take the chance to self-reflect and you think at the end of a 25-year career you're going to keep score, you're going to be way, way behind. There ain't no way you're going to have a winning record, you know. Sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. But if you ain't keeping score, guarantee you're losing more than you're winning. So, Kelly, you know, I, I really want to take a moment for you to talk about that plus one thing, you know, and just kind of uh, tell people about it from your perspective uh, so they just get an, another idea. And then we're going to go into the podcast of, you know, how leaders get in their own way. Right. Well, I think that it's kind of an outgrowth of several things that you talk about in the intentional leadership class, um, the four pillars of uh, leadership, and in particular, the self-reflection part, but also the mindset part. For me, it is so easy to fall into the trap every day. You know, you walk into the office and you just see this to-do list that's mind-boggling, and it's like, how am I ever going to do that, and so on and so forth. And a couple of strategies that I've been really focusing on in our 21 day challenge has been, how do I manage that better? And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Hyatt. And one of the things that he focuses on and teaches is instead of trying to say, oh my gosh, we're going to get 15 things done, which is the average they say on someone's to-do list, focus on three each day, try to have three big wins a day. And so for the plus one thing, for me, it is having the right mindset and telling yourself that you're going to have a positive outlook on whatever the day brings you. And I think if you tell yourself you're going to do that, you're more likely to approach adversity or setbacks from a different perspective and a more positive perspective. And then you're going to have the opportunity to have more plus one days than you are minus one days. Well, you know, and, that, and that's the, I, I really, I'm glad you said that because I want to, I want to talk about this for a minute because I think it, you know, we're going to, we need to do a podcast on plus one. We, we definitely need yeah, to do a podcast. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not trying to do this podcast on plus one, but here's where people make mistakes. They wait till the end of the day, to see if they're plus one or minus one. That's mm. a mistake. Definitely. You need to have in every conversation, in every meeting, in everything you do as a leader, you need to be judging. Was that a plus one or a minus one? And the more plus ones equals a plus one day. Plus one day equals a plus one week equals a plus one month, which equals a plus one year. And that's the way you get better. So enough said about that. Let's talk about this week's podcast. And so be looking for that plus one uh, podcast when we're doing. We need to do that soon because we've talked about that. I agree. I think that'd be a great one to do. We'll, we'll put that on the list. And, you know, we're just now into day 13 of the 21 day challenge. Mm. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny how we're seeing how different people handle challenges. Uh, you know, one of the goals was for us to post every day kind of your scorecard and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we see is a lot of people kind of falling off on keeping score. Right. And I think that is one of the most uh, important things you can ever do as a leader is to keep score. And we're seeing people who are not used to that mindset and not doing that, not listing as much as they should. And, and, so what it tend, I know this, when I keep score, I write more down, right. I journal more, I am involved in my leadership more, keeping score keeps me in the game, right? And so that's what I want to do is just keep score. And so we're right in the middle of this 21 day challenge. And it's been a good, a really good 13 days. I've seen a lot of personal growth out of it. And if you have another opportunity, we're going to be running these challenges two or three times a year. Yes. Uh, where we're going to get an a group of individuals together and say, all right, 
for the next 21 days, we're going to challenge ourselves in particular areas of our lives where we really want to get back. And so look for those, uh, look when we post those and we hope you'll join us. And uh, they've been, a, it's been a lot of fun. And I, and I have literally grown. Uh, I wrote something in my post yesterday on day 12. And it's funny. I said, it's interesting. You really don't know you had this level till you push, till you push yourself to mm -hmm. it. Cause you're assuming that the level you're at is the level that's good, but it's funny how, when you really push yourself, you can push yourself to that next level. Yeah. So it's pretty good stuff. So what I found about leadership, and as you said, just a minute ago, you said that self-reflection was one of the four pillars. And I, I have this thing that I call four pillars of leadership. And one of them is uh, self-reflection mindset, uh, being able to self-heal and then Emotional intelligence. If you're emotionally intelligent, you're you have the ability to self-heal, you have the ability to self-reflect, and you have the right mindset, you're going to be a fairly successful leader. I mean, there is just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are just going to be a better leader. And so self-reflection is one of those where you have to almost take a look at yourself every single day and say, How am I doing? And what I found out when I was a leader, particularly young. And if the audience doesn't know this, and if you're just joining our podcast or you're just uh, becoming a subscriber to podcast, which reminds me, if you like it, please hit the subscribe button. If mm -hmm. you uh, like what you're hearing and you want to help people get better, send it to somebody, ask people to listen to it. We, we love you doing that. And let us know how we're doing. Send us an email. But, you know, when you when you look at a leader and, and you're in a leadership position, it's, sometimes you really don't take a hard look at yourself. And you have a tendency to believe that other people are the problem. So when something's not get, getting done, you have a tendency to say, well, it's either their commitment or their effort or any of those things. And you have a tendency to not really look at the real problem, which can be you. So as a leader, I'm a firm believer then that before you ever are critical of other people at times, you really need to get out of the way yourself. So you need to say, well, let me mark myself off the list. Am I the problem? Or you need to get out of the way and let people do what they do. Now, so this is where I want people to understand. I always do things differently in podcasts. I never go where people think I'm going. When I say get out of your own way, you think I'm just individually meaning that, you know, you just really want to just pay attention to this or you or that. But what I'm really meaning here is you've got to take a look at yourself. You've got to get out of your own way. You've got to let people do the things they needed to get things done. But more importantly, you got to get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the key point is getting not only out of their way, but getting out of your way. And I don't know if you've seen that or your experience the same as me, but dealing with people and just in relationships in general, we, we can be the problem. Oh, no question about it. I mean, I obviously you have many more years of experience in executive level management than I have had. Um, but I think that, you know, the perspective and of course you were in a very paramilitary organization. I was usually in more of a civilian role and there's differences, I'm sure, just in terms of how you manage people. But definitely, even in some of the challenges that we've had within our own company, um, I have to oftentimes take a step back and say, if I'd made the problem, have I made the situation worse? Um, and how can I make it better? Well, you and I both have been in a fairly self-reflective mode over the last six or eight weeks, uh, just pushing ourselves to be better. 
And those are hard conversations with yourself when you say, am I the problem? Uh, mm-hmm. Because sometimes you don't assume you're the problem. You assume everybody else is the problem. Because I know one thing, it, it's much easier to blame somebody else than it is myself. Well, and also, let me just add to that, too. When I say you, you're self-reflecting and, and am I the problem, it's not a woe is me type of self-reflection. It is a seriously, did I handle that conversation as effectively as I could have, as constructively as I could have? Did I use the right language? Did I use the right body language? Did I use the right tone of voice? All those things that can go into those nonverbal and verbal cues that will cause a reaction out of somebody that is not what you're expecting or not what you want the outcome to be. Well, and it's true. I think that point is really good from the standpoint that people have to realize that when you're in a leadership position, and sometimes I forget this, you know, and I really do forget this, is that when you're in a leadership position, everything you say matters and every one of your interaction matters. and, And you really need to kind of, that's why this plus one thing is so huge is because you got to check yourself up right then before you do more damage or you do whatever. So there, you you know, I think as a leader, you really got to say to yourself, am I the problem? Am I getting things done? Or am I just uh, ordering things to get done? Am I getting people to commit? Am I inspiring people? Am I growing them? I mean, what is it I'm trying to accomplish as a leader? Of course, that's a whole nother story. But when, when you look at getting out of the way, I'm going to give you some reasons why I think that leaders get in the way of themselves. All right. Okay. And so I'm going to, the way I'm going to try to do this podcast, I'm going to list out a couple of things, uh, maybe four or five things to why you get in your own way. And of course you at home, the the thing that really makes this good is you make your own list of how you get in your own way. Cause th- this ain't the in- inclusive exclusive, you know, the, the thousand percent way, because you, you got problems your own self and you can be in, the right. fact, I, I'll give you an example of like, this is where leaders don't realize how they can get their way. This, this is a good, I'm going to give you just a point here of how you don't think something matters, but it matters. Mm-hmm. For example, let's say that you have been working in leadership role for a number of years. You've got things going the way you think they should be going. And you've been there for a number of years and you kind of got your pattern down of going right. Okay. Now let's just say that you've got the autonomy to where you don't have to come to the office still. 845, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. But what they don't know is that you might work until 6, 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night. But right. the fact that they see you coming in at 845 is an impasse when you start talking about commitment. Because first thing they're going to say is, well, hell, you don't get here to 9 o'clock. Right. You know, but then they don't see that you work till 6 o'clock at night. Right. The point I'm making is it's very difficult to talk about commitment and people being on time to work when you come to work at 845 and 9 o'clock. So my point is, is you're in your own way of trying to get yourself, getting the, the message to people that you're trying to get to. Right. So and that's just a simple way that people are in the way of themselves. They, they don't realize some of their own actions actually are getting in the way of what they're trying to accomplish. So let me give you a couple of reasons here. One is leaders have a tendency to believe that they're always right. Now, I, I, I know, you know what? Kelly, and I love this. I can just see head shakers out there, right? I can people saying, not me. I don't always think I'm right. Matter of fact, I never think I'm right. I'm always into creating partnerships. And then if we were to talk to your people, they'd say that that you never speak to them. They they don't think you 
care about them. I mean, it's funny how you, this, you know, we were talking about this in the last podcast about taking a measure of who you are. This is what I really want you to do. I want you to take a measurement of you as a leader, one to 10. And I want you to say, all right, in all areas of leadership, where am I? Then take 25 to 30% off of that. And that's probably where you are. Mm -hmm. But most leaders believe they're 30% above where they are. Right. I mean, seriously. And, and I know right now they say, well, no, I don't always think I'm right. Yes, you do. You you have a tendency to believe that you're always right. Now, it doesn't mean that you think you're perfect. So don't even be telling me. You know that in your position as a leader, when you go get people to do things, you, get, you think you're always going to be right in the assessment of what you are. That's a problem for me. That's a problem because, number everybody. one, it's a problem for everybody. Because, listen, here's what, here's what people do when you're a leader, all right? When you're a leader, you take everything that you say you're going to do with a 70%, how can I say, influence of vision, which means you know where you're trying to go to. So 70% of what you're thinking is based upon the end result, right? Right. So the people don't know that and they don't see that same thing you do. So you overly think you're right because you see the vision and they don't. You know what I'm saying? So it's always. No, and I think also we just as human beings, um, this common psychology will tell you that you always, your worldview is always what you view as the right lens. Yeah, exactly. Through which to view things. And so when you say that you're not, oh, I'm not always right. Well, it's not that you're a know-it-all. It's that your own personal psychology, the way you're wired as a human being is telling you that your worldview is the correct way. Well, being a leader requires you think you're right. You have to have the confidence, yeah. You, well, you have to you have to think you're going to do what's right, okay? So if you don't, you're not going to be that effective a leader. So, but what it does do is creates an overly jaded view that you're always right, okay? Mm-hmm. So you, you think you're always right. That that a lot of times gets in your way of getting the most out of people. Now, remember, I'm talking about getting the most out of people through inspiration, not manipulation, okay? So. Through manipulation, you can stay any way all you want to because all you're going to do is order people. That's but true. then remember, all you got to do is watch them because you have to watch them forever. Because as soon as you turn your head, they're going to do something different. As soon as you walk out that door. Oh, yeah. Or, <laughs> or turn your if head. They know or, you don't come in until 845, then chances are they're there at 840. <laughs> well, or they're there at 830 talking about you coming in at 845, uh, which creates yeah. a spirit of, you know, I mean, it's just the way yeah. it is. All right. Yeah. And so. Sure. You always think you're right as a leader. Now, you know, I, I, I love, I can just see these head shakers right now. Not me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, as a leader, you, so get out of your way. Stop thinking you're right all the time. Right. Second thing is, and this is what I love, is that most people in leadership position believe they're a bigger advocate of the agency than you are. So what they mean by that, you get in your own way because you believe that your position has given you some type of special dispensation to be more committed than the people that is working there. You follow me? So a lot of times you believe, oh, you know, you you think you're a bigger advocate for the the organization than than them, which gets in your way, right? Because you're going to say, well, I'm more dedicated than they are. I mean, I know the bigger picture. I see where it's going from. I'm the boss. They they made me boss, not you. Mm -hmm. So you tend to believe sometimes you're a bigger advocate and that really gets in your way as a leader because it it creates a sense of haughtiness it creates a sense of of dominance it creates a sense of 
overbearingness. It, it creates a sense of false sense of believing that you're always right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah so um, I mean, it, it's just dang true. Uh, th this is the one that is also number three is uh, because in your position, you, you know, you're the boss that you know more and see more than they do. Mm -hmm. So what you tend to you do is get in your own way is you use your positional power to get in your way. In other words, you'll say, uh, like a chief uh, will very rarely talk to a patrol officer because they're the chief, right? And, right? and here again, I can see all these head shakers out there. No, not me. I go out, I talk to my people all the time. All right, I get it. And, and this is what I love about a lot of leaders. They'll say, man, I'm so connected to our troops. And I'll say, well, well how you, what do you mean by that? Well, I went to a roll call yesterday. I'm like, mm -hmm. really? You think one roll call and you've not spoken to anybody in six months is going to make you an advocate of them, you know? And, and don't get me wrong. People are much smarter today than they ever were when it comes to leadership. And there's no question about it. But you, you tend to see in your position, you know more than they do. And what that means is, you're in on the private conversations. You're in on the intricate uh, dealings with what the organization does. And as a, as a, sometimes when you get in a position like that, you tend to believe you're more important than they are. So, you know, you, you, you really, you get, you get in your own way when you think of that. Well, don't you, know, you think that, that some of that crops out too, that as a chief of police, you probably are privy to city council machinations or other local political machinations that are going on. And so you somehow know more than the average person does that's out there on patrol. I'm not uh, saying that's yeah. right or wrong. I'm just saying, I'm sure that's probably where part of that comes from is just that. Yeah, and that's earned too. Connected because, politically. Well, because you are, listen, in terms of keeping the organization afloat, you might know more, but in terms of the day-to-day -day stuff, that's really important, like working wrecks and, you know, working domestics and putting people in jail. I mean, that's just as important. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't create the reverberations to the organization, like the relationships with bosses. And I mean, Absolutely. you know what I mean? But of course, yeah. if you go wrong in those areas, they can cause big time problems. Oh, yeah. But the point is, is that you as a boss, you believe your position that you just know more than they do. And, and sometimes that'll get in your way because it's almost like you've got a secret and they don't know it. Right. You know, and so a lot of times that limits your thinking of where they can think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the other one is you believe that you have to be the conduit for creative ideas. And so what that means is that instead of letting people's creativity kind of move and flow, you feel like you got to check all their creativity. So in other words, you gotta you gotta tell them no, you gotta show them this. Now it doesn't mean I don't want you to give them advice, nor does it mean they should discuss those ideas with them. But you think that everything's got to go through you as a boss, you know? And you can get in your own way sometimes by that because the higher you go, you create layers to you. So just remember that the higher you go in an organization, so let's say you're a lieutenant. Well, there's probably three layers to get to you. And if everybody has that mindset of being the conduit to creativity, you're not going to get better ideas. You're going to get ideas where people have chopped things out of it that are really important. That's right. You, you know what I'm saying? So, so you have to realize, um, you know, because of that, you get in your own way. Now, another reason bosses get in their own way is they think they're more connected. Like, 
I've got this uh, army of people that support me, or I'm more connected to the higher ups, or I've got, you know, I, I can go straight to the captain's office and say what you can't say. And now I'm not telling you that that has a direct correlation to being where you get in your own way, but you being more connected makes you think you're more important. Right. Okay. So, you know, you, you, you can cause yourselves a lot of problems by that. You know, uh, ego Absolutely. is another reason that people get in their own way. They, they think they have this self-importance of, uh, you know, I'm more important. And, and since that I'm more important, you know, ego is, is another way you get in your own way. Believing that people's experience judges their ability to be creative is another way you get in your own way. It doesn't take you to be there 25 years to give a good idea. And in today's world, being in reality, this group of people we got now are much smarter. They're much more connected and they think quicker than we do. They're, they're on their toes. They're moving. Their attention span is smaller. You're talking um, about the iGens and the millennials, the younger. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. well, the younger generations now. Yes. That's probably 70, 70% in the workforce. Is they're, they're much quicker on their feet. They're much more demanding. They're much more attention grabbing. I mean, and you can't, you, you have to understand that, that you have to get out of that way. You can't slow. The, it's like, here's, here's the, and I don't say this is something bosses shouldn't do. Bosses should do this a lot of times. Bosses should pump the brakes sometimes on stuff that needs to get done. But sometimes you got to make sure they understand why you're pumping the brakes. You know, and this group does not take no, you know, really, they don't take no like we used to take no. When you say no, no meant no. Now it means I'm going to find another way. Right. So you're instant. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you're instant. When you say no, instantly cuts their creativity off and their mindset and does harm relationships. And I don't mean you shouldn't say no. So don't, please don't think I'm saying that. But you got to find ways to be creative with these people and you get in your own way because you're just like a dinosaur. You don't want to do it anymore. All right. I so think, can I add ahead. a point to that real quick? I think yeah. that one of the really key things there that I have always found is when you have been in a position of leadership in any organization for any length of time, you have a tendency to kind of almost create this universe of, of how you think. And hearing those ideas, if you're open, if you open your mind to those, you're going to see a, an existing problem that you've always dealt with a certain way from a different perspective. And I think that's really important for leaders to do is that they open, be open to hearing those ideas because it may give them a better perspective on a problem that they've always handled a certain way. No, and I agree with that. I think that one of the things you have to understand is, remember when I said this point is that you think you're more connected and you're more important than they are. The, the problem with that is, is when you start to believe that, you actually believe your opinion is more important than theirs. Yeah. And, you know, in, and to some degree it is. I mean, you've earned that right, but you can't let that be an impasse to helping them be the best they can be. So sometimes as leaders, we get in our own way because we believe of our self-importance, which tends to make people think, well, why should I tell you anyway? Because it doesn't matter. And your opinion is more important than mine, you know, right. and that just creates a spirit of manipulation, not inspiration. Yeah. And so let's talk about how do we get all out of our own way? Let's take a short break from the show and we'll be right back. 
Hey guys and gals, I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank all of you for listening to the podcast and buying Dean's new book, Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. Dean became and still is Amazon's bestseller in management sciences. We are so thankful for your support and will continue to strive to make lives better. If you haven't purchased Dean's book, you can go to our website and find the link on our homepage, www.lhln.org, or search it on your favorite retail provider. We could not do this without you. Now, back to the episode. So, you know, I've come up with these things that I know on a personal level, I've used them. Uh, by no means am I going to tell anybody that I've ever graded these things, but I am going to tell you I've used them and I'm going to tell you they've worked. So I'm going to, you know, I've discovered I get in the way a lot of times and it's kind of hard to train yourself to get out of the way. But here's a couple of things that I think can help you get out of your own way. One, number one, and this is, in my opinion, like one of the biggest of all of them is you got to express a great deal of humility. You really have to create a modest view of yourself, you know, and, and this is what humility, if you look in the dictionary, this is what humility really is defined as it's a modest or low view of one's importance. Now you think about that. Mm -hmm. A modest or low view of one's importance. And it's this humbleness thing, you know, where, well, it's not what I did, but what we did. It's not the fact that it's all about me. It's really all about you. Mm -hmm. And and I know I've had bosses who said to me, uh, your job is to make me look good. Yeah. And I thought, really? Well, where do I come into that? And they're like, you don't. And I'm like, okay, so my job is to make you look good. And somehow you looking good is going to transfer to me looking good. You get to keep your job. Well, what they told me was, well, what they told me was, was if you make me look good, the boss doesn't pay attention to you and he don't need to know your name. So, (laughs) so. I guess that's in a very way, much out of the 1960s, 1970s school yeah, of management. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I think that's, uh, I think we have a lot of people in our organizations who still look at things that way. Yeah. Uh, that they're getting out quicker than, you know, and that's good, but I do think they look at things that way. But the second thing I think you should do is you should be authentic. And th- this is where bosses get in their own way all the freaking time. If you don't know, admit it. If you don't know something, don't try to Google it really quick and then think you're a damn expert mm-hmm. because you, you have a tendency that the old adage or verbiage was fake it till you make it. Make it. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that boy, you talking about getting in your way is when people believe you're just a bunch of bullshit. You know, this is straight talk on leadership. So I hope that don't, you know, hurt your anybody's ears, but it's true. Well, and these younger generations, they will spot it a mile away too. If you're faking it, they'll know it. They, well, they that's just the way they're wired. You know, stop trying to to convince them you know everything. Listen, bosses of the future 
are going to be people who are smart. No doubt about it. You need to be smart to be a good boss. But they're going to be bosses who realize that their role is to employ the smartest people, not be the smartest people. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. And but that doesn't mean that you can't seek, you know, to be smart, nor does that mean that you stop learning. It just means that you have to help them be smart. And, you know, when I, I saw, I forget the quote, but it was talking about the lion is not the tallest. The lion is not the fastest. You know, the lion is not the biggest, but the lion is the king of the jungle. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because he has qualities in all those areas and has a spirit and a desire to absolutely rule. So that makes him the king of the jungle. He's not the tallest. He ain't the smartest. He ain't the fastest. Because if I were to say tallest, you'd say giraffe. If I were to say biggest, you'd say what? Elephant, of course. Yeah. And if I, yeah. And if I said the smartest, what would you say? Oh my gosh, maybe a hyena. I'm not yeah, sure. You wouldn't definitely a say a lion. Yeah. So my point is, is that bosses have to realize that the, the thing they do is bring people together to create the best thing. They don't have to try to be the best in every area. Right. And so you got to be authentic. This is the one that, oh my God. If you talk about the money, what this podcast is all worth, this next point right here is worth everything you'll listen to in this podcast, in my opinion. And uh, listen to this, Kelly. Okay. Num number three, stop being in competition with your people. Mm, so true. As a boss, you think you're in competition with your people. You've got to stop being in competition. When you are in competition, you see everything that is done as a win-lose, meaning that I got to win and they got to lose. So you've got to stop being in competition with the people you're leading. Not a zero-sum game. Beg your pardon? It's not a zero-sum game. Well, it's not you win, I lose, right. or I win, you lose. And when you're in competition with someone, competition is a great thing used the right way. But competition is not great when it comes to power. Competition and power create chaos. And when you really look at competition and power, it creates chaos because nobody is willing to give power up because they're in competition with people. And listen, you I guarantee you 90% of you out there, and 90 more than that, hell, 100% of us at times have been in competition with the people we lead. Stop doing that. Now, that how do you like, differentiate? I just have a question on that. So how do you differentiate when you're doing that? And when you genuinely feel that there's someone on your team that is a potential problem for you? Well, I mean, is that well, a, just a whole separate issue? I mean, how do you differentiate that in your own mindset, I guess? Well, I mean, anytime you see anybody in competition with you, you're always going to want to beat them. So 
that's not your job as a leader. Mm-hmm. Now, problem employee, the, the goal is not to beat them. The goal is to get the best out of. Okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's a total, you know, in my really opinion, topic. Okay. that'd be it. Well, that'd be, I mean, when you have a problem employee, let me, t- I guarantee you one thing. Now, let me just say this. And I hope you all out there listening in podcast land, because by gosh, I can, I guarantee you I can prove this. When you're in competition with a problem employee, nothing will ever get settled. What will happen is one of you will leave and one will stay. That's just the way it is. And sometimes maybe that's what you want, but that's what happens. And I'm not saying that's a thousand percent bad thing, but I'll tell you what, you'll watch a really good employee walk out the door because somebody's in competition with them and beat them. You know, it's just the damn truth. And you, you can't be in competition with your employees. If you're in competition with them, humility will never show its face. Mm-hmm. You just will never, will never show its face because you will think humility equals weakness. Well, I just wanted you to clarify that because I could see several people out there thinking, yeah, but you don't know this guy that is my captain or this guy who is my major. And Well, but know. remember, they're, they're your boss. You're not right. their boss. So I'm not giving you hints on how to get your boss out of the way because I. (laughs) Although that is something that's come up in our community this week from um, one of our participants on the importance of leading upward or managing up. And so that's maybe another topic for another podcast. But well, that was actually the conversation. But that was actually the conversation about the types of uh, the different languages in an organization. Yes, definitely. When we did that on Thursday and yeah. And I did that in that training when I talked Mm -hmm. about the three three levels of communication and organization, which maybe that'd be a good podcast too. So we ought to write that down. But um, yeah, you can't be in competition. The fourth thing, you got to think win-win. And in any organizations, there's three types of win attitudes. Okay. Now I want people to realize this, that in any organization, there's win, win, there's win, lose, and there's lose, win. So let's talk about what you were talking about with a problem employee. Okay. Win, win is that we're going to figure out a way to get the most out of you. You keep your job. You're better. I'm better. And we come up with something better than both of us. Mm-hmm. That's win-win. Win-lose is you do what I tell you to do. And if you don't, you lose your job. It's all up to me. You do what I say or you get fired. Now, lose-win is when you blame the upper management for their loss. You come in and say, it's not really me making you do this. It's the boss. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guarantee you right now, there are so many people out there. I guarantee you I could hear them chuckling. How many times you ever heard this? Uh, Captain said, you know, uh, Lieutenant oh, yeah. said, General said, Major said, Chief said. Mm-hmm. A lot of people use their stick, the, the boss's stick to hit you in the head with. Mm-hmm. That's lose win. So well, it's also passive aggression, too, in, in many ways, because you're not willing to own up to the policy. It's yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. But you as a to get out of your own way, you really have to say, I want this employee to win as much as I want to win. Right. I want this employee to grow as much as I want to grow. And that goes all the way back to saying, you know, the job of every leader is to create future leaders. 
So when you look at it from that perspective, you, you change how you deal with it, right? I mean, you don't, if you go into a win-lose situation as a boss, there is definitely going to be a loser. There might not be many winners, but they damn sure going to be a loser. Yeah. And then a lot of times it is going to be both of them, but right. you know, you, there's going to be there. That's why you say, think win, win, like, you know, figuring those things out. So you got to think win, win. And number mm -hmm. five, is create partnerships. You have to create partnerships with your employees. Leadership, partnership through relationship, create synergy. You know, that's our diamond leadership model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we look at leadership, partnership, relationship, synergy, synergy is harmony. I don't care who you work with. I don't care who you live with. I don't care what you do with it. You want harmony with everybody you got a relationship with. Right. And when you're in harmony with them, you're clicking on all cylinders. When you're out of harmony, ain't nobody clicking. And so when you look at those things, you have to really realize, you have to say, I'm going to create a partnership with the people I'm leading. And then as a result of that, you get out of your own way. So let's wrap this thing with those. You got to show humility. You got to be authentic. You got to stop being in competition with your people got to think win-win and you got to create partnerships. Well, Kelly, that kind of sums up where I'm at today. When we talk about as a leader, you got to get out of your own way. I think if you do those five things, you'll certainly get out of your own way and make things easier on you and your employees. So you got final thoughts here. I think those are really good points. I really do. I think, um, I really like the idea. I like your three win attitudes um, and how those can impact you and certainly gives everyone something to think about when they're in those situations. Cause we find ourselves in those situations at least once a week, if not more frequently. Once a week. Daily. How about, how about twice, three times a day? Exactly. Because uh, I mean, you, any interaction with people, you have to make a decision. Every interaction with a person is either a win-win, win-lose, lose-win. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed it. You know, we just got a new book out called Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. It's going to be, uh, matter of fact, as this podcast out, it's already going to be out. So we hope you'll pick up a copy of that. Uh, you know, and the one thing I like about that book is if, if I had a leader today, I'd say, look, here's what I learned over 30 years. You want to fast track your leadership? Then here's three specific areas, how to lead yourself, how to lead others, and how to lead your organization. That book is organized in that way with simple tips and simple ideas to get you on track as a leader. Kelly, I really appreciate you joining me as always on the podcast, man. Okay. We've done, we've done 60 plus of these things. We're really excited about it. We're moving. We're, we're cruising faster. in on 70, 75 yeah. very quickly here. I so. know, which yeah. is awesome. And I appreciate all your help in producing the podcast. Thank you, Andrew, to my son for making, uh, he edits all of our podcasts, adds all the music, adds all the flavor and the things that you don't see he does. I really appreciate that. Thank you, um, Morgan, for our marketing. Kelly, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Maddie's our intern now. We really, yeah, I really appreciate Maddie, her. Maddie so. I know. So we're glad she's to have gonna, her. In fact, actually, she's um, the guru on our email list. And I'll just mention to everybody that's listening out there. If you have not taken the opportunity to go to our website and sign up for our email list, that is a great way to make sure that you don't miss a podcast if you don't want to subscribe directly to it. You can subscribe to our email list and we will send you once a week a reminder that it's coming out and that the new episode has been released um, along with other information on 
what's coming up with LHLN? Well, I really want to see you in a classroom because, you know, that's where we yeah, get definitely. down. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where we spend three. Where or, the connection happens. That's where the connection. That's where the three days we really look intently. We got our intentional leadership course. We have our master presenter course. We have our character driven cop for the new cop. We've got our authentic leadership online. Man, I hope you take the opportunity. We've really spent a lot of time trying to help us become better and take you along that journey with us. Absolutely. So folks, with that, we really appreciate it. And we always say, keep sharing the growth out there because LHLN, we certainly are trying to do that. And until next time, I'm Dean Chris. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk on Leadership with Dean Crisp. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. If you haven't done so, please take a moment to sign up for weekly notifications of new episodes at our website, www.lhln.org. There you can also look up our upcoming live class schedule, check out our e-courses, buy Dean's book, and request to become a member of LHLN, our online community of professionals dedicated to helping you put your leadership into action every day. Until the next episode, keep the growth going and remember to always strive to have a plus one day.